You're listening to the Sabrina Phillip Podcast. In today's episode, I tell you the story about when a team member stole my leads. I had someone on my team who was hosting sales calls for me, but they were instead hopping on the phone and selling their own programs instead. In this episode, I reveal what happened and the lessons learned. Keep listening. You're listening to the Sabrina Phillip Podcast. In this show, online business coach and self-made millionaire Sabrina Phillip shows you how to do entrepreneurship your way. She moved to Bali with $800 in her bank account and just one year later had scaled her business to seven figures. Sabrina has been featured in Forbes, Business Insider, Goldcast, and Cosmopolitan. Using her signature intentional, manageable, profitable framework, Sabrina helps women make millions online. Currently traveling the world, tune in each week as she reveals the best tips, tricks, and strategies for creating the intentional life and business of your dreams. Here's your host, Sabrina Phillips. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the most painful moment in my business. So in an earlier episode, I told you about the hardest moment in my business, um, which is when someone filed $10,000 in chargebacks and I almost quit. And I will link that episode in the show notes if you want to go listen to that one as well. Um, But in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the most painful moment in my business. And in many ways, it really just, you know, broke my heart and shook my confidence. Um, but I, I kept moving. So it was just, it was painful. Um, but basically just to kind of give you a recap of what happened. So in August, 2019, I was in Florence, Italy. I was staying at the St. Regis hotel and it was beautiful, but I was crying in bed and I was so upset. I did not leave the bed for two days And I almost wish someone had filmed me because it seemed so dramatic. Like just imagine like my arm like covering over my eyes and me like wailing and falling down on the bed, scream crying. So I was just heartbroken and devastated. So to set the scene, um, I had a team member um, at the time who was working for me and they were mostly helping out with launches and coaching. And this is a person who had been a client and a friend and they were really struggling both personally and professionally. So they asked me for a job. Um, and I said, yes, because I considered them a close friend. Um, and I even flew them out to Bali to meet me in person. Um, you know, bought them work computers, things like that. So for a few months, things were good. Um, and then they were really not so good. So they started verbally lashing out at me and at other team members, um, to the point where my coach literally like assigned me a task to go have a conversation with them about consequences and boundaries. And I, you know, was searching through the archives to, you know, find some of the conversations from back then. And I found a Slack message that I sent this person literally saying, Hey name, I understand you might be overwhelmed, but this is still a workplace setting. So please don't talk to me like that. Um, because they were just, you know, lashing out at me and at everyone else. Um, you know, tasks were not getting done for weeks and weeks on end, even though this person was supposedly full time. Um, but I was weirdly getting billed for a lot more hours than usual. So no work is getting done, but I'm getting billed twice as much. Um, and they were doing sales calls for me, but suddenly none of the sales calls were closing. You know, this person, they kept trying to redefine their role. So they wanted all the marketing tasks, none of the marketing tasks. They wanted to coach. They didn't want to coach. They wanted to stay full time. They wanted to be part time. And eventually I just realized that this person was, you know, not a good fit for me or for my team. And I decided to part ways literally the very next day. 
I received a message from someone who had previously applied for one of my programs, um, and it was a voice memo from her. And she said that she felt super uncomfortable during the sales call because um, with that former team member because they weren't pitched my program. They were pitched and sold her program. So they book a call to talk to my team about my program. And this person says, buy my program on the side. It's a secret. Hush, hush, basically. So like, here's a cheaper way to kind of get the work because she was a support coach for me at the time. So I did a little bit of digging and it turns out that this had happened multiple times. Um, This was not a one-off thing, but this team member had been hosting sales calls with my leads to sell my program. That's what they booked in for. And instead they sold their own offer instead. Um, I got messages confirming this from multiple people, screenshots um, showing conversations, invoices confirming um, that they had, you know, purchased services from this team member, um, which they very explicitly knew that there was a non-compete there and that they couldn't be, you know, doing that, obviously, and especially not on my own sales calls. Um, and I sound neutral about it now just because it feels like such a lifetime ago and it's almost like so painful that I don't necessarily let myself go there. But yeah, it just it really blows my mind looking back and thinking about it that I had someone who was on my sales team stealing my leads and selling them into their own program and then also basically double billing me for work that they never even did. As painful as this is, something I do know is that a CEO is always accountable and they take action to look at the systems failures and the process failures to figure out what created that vulnerability and what led bad actors into my business. Um, you know, because it is always on me and it's not on them and it's not about blaming anyone. It's just about talking about what happened. Like, what is the lesson to be learned here? So I have four lessons for you um, that I learned through this process. And the first one is to always have a contract. So this is someone I considered a friend. So I did not have a contract with this person. And if you know me, you know that I absolutely love contracts. I love attorneys. And I know so many people are afraid of lawyers and they think lawyers are like big, bad people. They're not. They're so great. Like all they do is like protect you and keep you safe. And the entire point of a contract is to protect all parties involved, right? If a contract does not protect all parties involved, it is often not enforceable if it is like overwhelmingly just protecting one person and screwing the other, right? So a contract has to protect all parties involved. Like one of the reasons why I have a contract is because I make sure that my time and money are protected. One of the reasons why the clients get the contract is that they make sure that they're getting the thing that they paid for. They're making sure that if they're on a private coaching call with me and they discuss something in confidence that I'm not running off and telling somebody else. They make sure that I'm not you know, taking their intellectual property, they're not taking my intellectual property. Contracts protect everybody. So I had a verbal agreement with this person. We also had an email um, kind of confirming boundaries, expectations, but I never thought to get it down on paper because I thought, oh, well, they're a friend. But especially when it's a friend, you want to have a contract just to set expectations, protect everybody. And so a lesson learned is I will never again enter a business relationship without a signed agreement. The second lesson I really learned here is to fire fast. So there's the saying, hire slow, fire fast, which basically means take your time hiring somebody 
And then when it becomes clear they're not the right fit, get rid of them immediately. And typically people do the opposite. They hire really fast and they fire really slow. So I truthfully still struggle with this. I absolutely hate firing people. I feel so mean when I do it. That's like my own stuff that I need to keep working on. But in this case, there was a really long runway of things going downhill. There was verbally lashing out at me and other people. There was tasks not getting done for like weeks and months on end. There was being billed for all of these hours that just like literally did not exist. Sales calls were closed, like not happening. They weren't closing like all of a sudden, like there was so much stuff that happened that maybe if I had parted way sooner, it would not have gotten to the point of them hopping on my sales calls and secretly selling their own programs instead. But who knows, right? Like people are going to do what they're going to do. But what I do know is that it's my job as the CEO to protect my company. And I did it in this instance. I showed up as a friend. I bent myself in a pretzel to make this person happy because that's the energy I was showing up with. I was showing up as a friend, not as a CEO. So I did that instead of holding my boundaries and protecting my business. So that is something that I needed to to learn. Um, and I've definitely learned that lesson. The third lesson, which I think is a good one, is that you will for sure be fine. So this experience is very painful, but truthfully, I hardly ever think about it anymore. Um, this person is still support coaching and copy coaching for other people. So sometimes I'll see their name on a sales page and I cringe a little bit because I think like, fuck, I really hope she's not still doing it. Um, but, you know, that's that's pretty rare. Um, so I hardly ever think about this. So things are going to feel really awful and sucky in your business, but they too shall pass and usually pretty quickly. Um, if you have a client who was mean to you or a team member not performing or an inter internet hater who's like being a dick in your DMs, like whatever it is, like one day you literally will not think about them anymore. Like you won't even remember their name. And that has been, I think, such a good lesson for me because you know, she's not the only one who's tried to screw me over, right? Um, so having contracts and having lawyers and having those boundaries now certainly helps. But, you know, it's going to suck and then it's going to be over and you're not even going to remember them. They'll remember you, but you won't remember them. And then a really not so great lesson that I learned, which is not, you know, one that I am necessarily giving to you as a teaching moment, but something that I internalized was that people take things from me. And I was very fearful after this for a really long time of giving people too much access and too much authority in my business because I really blindly trusted this person thinking they're a good person, they're a friend, you know, they're going to be nice to me and be nice to my business, but it came back to bite me, right? Like I relied on trust and good faith rather than systems and processes. And I genuinely deeply believe that more often than not, people do the right thing. And more often than not, people are trustworthy, but it really took me a while to believe in that again. And I was just so afraid of someone stealing from me again that I completely closed myself off at the top. Like I had OBMs and I had operational support, but they didn't get full access to my business for years. Like it took years and years and years to totally let someone in because I was so afraid like, someone's going to go into my active campaign and they're going to download my list and then they're going to revoke access or they're going to do this or they're going to do that. And again, I think that's why contracts are so essential. Um, but also it's, you know, having good processes and systems there to be able to trust people with that level of access without putting yourself in a compromising position. Um, I have not since really trusted anyone else to do sales calls for me, um, which is ironic considering I help my clients all the time with building out sales teams. 
Um, maybe this is one of the reasons why I don't do sales calls anymore. I haven't done a sales call in over a year and a half. Um, and I can't imagine having someone else on my team do it. I would trust my husband, obviously. Um, and I do have team members now who have been with me for years and years and years, and I would trust them to do it as well. Um, but I trust them because they have been with me for so long and because they have been so reliable, so trustworthy, you know, hitting their hours, invoicing on time, all of that. Um, and so it's based on track record, not just blind faith. So, um, a year or two ago, I had a team member who had been with me, still is with me for a long time, years and years and years. Um, and they told me that this person, this former team member was going to be doing support coaching slash copy coaching for someone else. And I remember just feeling like so nauseous and frightened for this person that was going to hire them. And I really thought about reaching out to them to share my experience, but I chose not to. Um, one, I am not a drama person. I really just don't like that. I think that sometimes online business can feel like high school and that's just not my vibe. But also I just hope and pray that this person has changed. Like they never apologized to me. They never admitted it, even with all of this evidence. Um, so yeah, I just, I hope that they've changed, but I just didn't really feel like getting back into that. So I didn't. Um, and yeah, you know, as I said, I was really afraid for a long time of other people taking things from me, but now what I know for sure is that nobody can take my business from me. And, you know, I often tell my clients cause they're so worried about like something's going to burn down their business. And I'm like, there's nothing that is going to destroy your business overnight. Like that's just not how it works, right? Like it's usually like a slow decline, but also that's why you have coaches and mentorship who have your back and are looking out for you. But nobody's just going to take your business from you overnight. So people are going to have these tiny little attacks. You're going to have these moments, but they will never, ever even leave a dent on the magic you can build. And I would say don't even bother giving these people oxygen because one day you won't even remember them. So today's episode was based on a CEO Confessions newsletter that I sent out in October 2022. And I actually got a couple of responses from people who had experienced this with this former team member that I didn't even know about. Like I had a lot of people come out of the woodwork when I started digging, but these were new to me. So one person said, um, I was one of your clients when she sold her own program to me after a call with her as your support coach mid 2019. I thought you don't offer one-on-one -on -one, and I'll still keep buying your programs no matter what. And she's quote unquote, Sabrina trusted. So why not? I came to deeply regret that. She did not only disregard slash breach our signed contract, she also used everything for herself that we had worked on during our three months of coaching. I wanted support during my new business, turning my new business idea into a business. She canceled our contract, got rid of me as a client, blocked me and started a new business exactly like mine using my ideas, strategy, and even messaging I had paid her to help me develop. I feel your pain. Mine was very similar. So... I'll tell you the second message that I received in a moment. When I started getting these responses, initially I felt validated. I was like, oh, I knew it, right? Because sometimes you feel crazy when something really bad happens and you don't talk to people about it um, and you just kind of keep it internalized. And then when I got that message, I initially felt validated, but I also just feel, you know, really sad that this person did that because I think it just almost went a step further um, you know, where they're now also taking someone else's ideas and then running and using that as their own business. The second message that I received was, you know, similar, but a different experience. The first one was from someone who, you know, kind of got pitched on the side and bought. 
The second one was from someone who got pitched but didn't buy, and she said, Ugh, I could feel the nausea, the disappointment, the fear, and the mistrust you felt just by reading your story. And you know what? In 2019, I was still in one of your programs, and I have followed said team member and believe I'd followed said team member on Facebook or Instagram. Um, because I liked, you know, still do you, I wanted to be in touch with her as well. She seemed so kind, but then when she wasn't one of the support coaches anymore, she reached out to me via messenger to tell me about her new business, that she wants to do something for herself, et cetera, and asked if I wanted to switch. I said, no, first I was in your program, but second, it felt very off and I wondered what happened. So I, um, didn't realize that this person, even after the fact was still, trying to poach my clients and asking them to switch. So that was, you know, news to me. And I'm sure there's a lot to the story that I don't know. Um, even now, even three and a half, four years later, whatever it is. But what I do know for sure is that there are good, kind people out there who will be dream team members and serve your business so well. And as a CEO, you have to put in place solid structures, contracts, and accountability processes to really facilitate that positive company culture where people respect those structures. You're going to have tough moments, painful moments where you feel betrayed in your business. And my best advice is just to move on, right? Like stay happy, stay open hearted, stay rich, stay fun, have boundaries, have whatever. But at the end of the day, like just move on. You know, I, could have made this a much better thing. I could have named this person. I could have reached out to people and said, this is what she did. Here's the receipts. But why would I want to give that person like my platform, my attention, my oxygen? Like I'm here to tell you the lessons learned. It's not about blaming anybody, right? Although I think hopefully we can agree after this episode that she's a bit of an a-hole, but it's not about that, right? It's about you're going to have these moments and there's going to be lessons learned and then you're going to keep moving. So I keep moving and you know I'm happy and I'm doing well and lesson learned so that's where we are so um, this episode is based on my CEO confessions newsletter they get sent out for free every single Friday you can sign up at the link in my show notes or at sabrinaphillip.com forward slash CEO and I will see you in the next episode thanks for listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast we release new episodes each and every week so make sure to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review If you're a woman entrepreneur and you want to work with me to scale your business to six, seven, or even eight figures, send me a message because I'm currently accepting new clients. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I'll see you next week.